The Silurian Silkworm Affair, Episode 8, Rescue, Part 2. I had fully expected the warmth of the pea in my pants to be a mere passing sensation, given that I was just about to travel down the gullet of a megaworm. But strangely, the glow of my initial excretion had time to start to feel cold to my brain. In addition, I also now felt very wet all over from head to toe, not just below the waist. I sank to my knees, opened my eyes and saw bits of worm all over the place. I realised that just at the moment I was about to be engorged by the worm, Justava and Crocus Joe had burst in through the short vertical tunnel caused by my passage on the back of the first worm. Crocus had blasted the mega worm about to ingest me with his extermatron. Worm bits were everywhere and I was covered head to toe in warm worm goo. I managed to stand up and thick gelatinous bits of worm dragged themselves from the top of my head and stretched down past my chest. Some just breaking off and glooping to the ground, whilst others slid slowly off my face and down my chest again, clinging on as though they needed me. Then, Gustava was in front of me. I was unable to speak, really. I'd seen my life race before me several times in the last hour, as first the ambassador tried to cook me, then I fell into a Silurian toilet, before being taken on a very fast ride by a very large worm and being entombed underground. Although one could argue that it ended well because the megaworm did not manage to devour me, there I was, standing in front of Gustava X Minot, the famous time miner and mutant, dripping in goodness knows what worm fluids and viscera. To say I felt somewhat hard done by as an intergalactic tax inspector at that moment would be an understatement. Before I could start to cry, however, I remembered that I was supposed to be in charge. After all, I was the inspector, Cat was my robot, my assistant, as were both Justava and Crocus. I stood tall, despite the remarkable weight of the remaining worm goo clinging to me, and opened my mouth to speak. Sadly, right at that very moment, a largest patch of goo slid down my head in the vicinity of my mouth, so all I managed to do initially was suck that into my mouth as I opened it. I coughed, spluttered and spat out as much of it as I could get out, noting that actually it didn't taste that bad, before standing tall once again and managing to say, Well done, Justava and Joe, well done. Now where's the rubberized tin can? At that moment, Cat hovered into view, looked at me and said, Oh dear, you are a bit of a mess. We'd better get a vanity droid on you as soon as we can get out of here. I gave him my iciest stare, but before I could quietly explain my desire to have him slowly disassembled, Gustavo weighed in with great work, Inspector, once again. you found the evidence we need. I looked at her and said, Yes, not having the faintest idea what evidence had been found or what it was for. Meanwhile, we backed our way out of the large cave we were in as Crocus Joe had found a tunnel leading to the surface and leaving seemed a good idea as multiple shadowy worm figures had started to emerge from the darkness that was only about five metres away all around us.